only one of us is here because Melody is off sick today and I had just been off sick for three days last week with a just a relentless fever uh, like 39, 40 degree fever, it just would not go away and you just go between Tylenol and Advil and Tylenol and Advil and you, you feel freezing and you're shaking in between, uh, but it just wouldn't go away. Uh, I don't know if I've ever missed three days of work in a row. And I know I'm not the only one who's been sick, it seems like everybody is, so maybe it's time to play a game of the opposite. Who's not sick? <laughs> 902-425-1035, we want to know who's not sick. <laughs> and that includes you, Margie? That's right. Uh, knock on wood, I haven't even had COVID yet. Do you live in a cave by yourself? No. <laughs> Are you hermetically sealed? What is your secret? <laughs> I have no idea. Who's not sick? <laughs> well, what about you, Riley? You're not sick either? Nope. <laughs> and I smoke too. <laughs> you make it me feel like I smoke. How do you avoid it? Uh, well, I mean, I work in Halifax every day. There really isn't any definitive way of how I avoid getting sick. I'm literally actually waiting for the bus as we speak. And you take the bus! Who's not sick? <laughs> Andrea, you're not sick either. No, but I did have a rough weekend with an 18-month-old who had uh, a similar fever to you. He was almost 40 degrees Celsius. That's, uh, he probably had the same reaction as me too, constantly whining and complaining about it. <laughs> Pretty much, and all he wanted was snuggles on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. I didn't get them though. <laughs> Who's not sick? <laughs> Ava, you aren't, but like almost everybody at colleges? Yep, like almost everyone. And and what do you which school do you go to by the way? NSCC on the waterfront. And some people are even too sick to join from online. And so far you're still physically going to class and are not getting sick. Nope. How? I have no idea. No one in my family's been sick yet. How, Ava? What is your secret? I don't know, and my mom works in the courthouse and sees people all the time. She's not sick. What? Knock on wood, we'll probably get sick after this call, though. Yeah, if this is the reason you get sick, um, don't call back and tell me about it. <laughs> your fault. <laughs> Who's not sick? <laughs> I feel great this morning. How are you today? I feel very healthy and... and I've had a good night's sleep, haven't been sick in years. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> oh my goodness, you have a terrible cold. Who's is this foreman? <laughs> it is. Oh, and how's Melody feeling this morning? She's not here. Oh. Guess why? She's sick? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That's terrible. I feel awful for both of you. <laughs> don't laugh so hard. I don't want you coughing. <laughs> You can laugh, can you? Must be nice. It must be nice. It must be nice. Who's this? Hey, guys. It's Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? You sound chipper. Uh, yeah, I just got over my cold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, when you have a cold, being a man... Uh, do you actually get to 
lay down and have sex? Because you have a child. Do you actually get to lay down and take the rest that you need? I went home from work on Thursday, and I slept from the time I got home, which was around like 10, till about 6.30 that night. Yep. And then uh, the, the following day, I took off because I was just exhausted still. And I literally didn't wake up till 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's good. You you so, got your recovery yeah. in. It's just like when Foreman was talking about, and sorry, Foreman, I'm about to <laughs> just yeah, crap I'm, all over you. I'm prepared to when be taking For- issue with everything that comes <laughs> when, next. When Foreman was uh, talking about how he was so super sick and, and his wife was really glad that he was going to be in today because he was so super sick at home and he, he was useless. He couldn't do anything because he was so super sick. It's like, yeah, must be nice for you men to be able to be so useless when you're sick that you have to lay down because guess who doesn't ever get that option? And I know none of you guys were asking for this, but it's going to turn into this because I could be literally on my deathbed and I still have to be with a three-year-old with the energy of a nuclear power plant. I will oh. be the one with the kids when, if and when Ashley is like that. Mm. Couldn't be, well, because one of them was also in the same boat as me. The other one was fine after a couple of days. But it was, uh, it's the fact that we were in Ashley's office, which is our house. Yes. That was the problem. No, no. I will be with them. So well, I will believe don't that. paint all homes the same way. I will believe that when it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just one of the burdens you guys have to deal with. It's okay. We know we're a burden. We're just we're not the, as big of a burden as you're uh, painting it. We're not all Tom, is my point. No, it's <laughs> Yes, you are, yeah. is my point. Yes, you are, is my point. I heard Foreman say that about the healthcare workers and not getting sick. Yeah. Um, I work in healthcare. I used to work in the COVID vaccine clinic and the testing center. I now work in a mental health clinic. But I have not had COVID and I have not gotten sick yet. (gasps) I feel as though saying you have not got COVID is is like testing fate. It's like Um, saying... I've I've said it a bunch and (gasps) me and my sister in the summer... It was going to sound gross. We shared a piece of watermelon because I like, like, the closer to the rind stuff, and she doesn't. That's okay. I don't like, like, the flushy pink stuff in the middle. That's not a so- shareable fruit. Oh, Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm with you on this one. Foreman's just... Foreman... If- <laughs> Some things are easily shareable. Some things are sloppy. (laughs) But literally, Foreman, two days later, my sister messaged me and was like, I just tested positive for COVID. And I didn't get it from her. Wow. I don't know. I would, um, and I mean this in the nicest way, I would shut my mouth about it. (laughs) Because you see those dark clouds brewing in the distance, Shelby? We we can't see them. They're only coming for you. If you were to, you know, guess what the best decorated home is in Halifax this year, or perhaps the entire province, you may have to go with that one that's pre-programmed to all the best Christmas music in Fall River. Oh, that one. Oh, that one. You may have seen it on YouTube, nsbuzz.ca, any number of other places, but Sean Anderson, that's your home. It's it's gotta be, like, it's the best in the province, really. (laughs) I get that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you get that a lot. Well, how long have you been doing this? Uh, This is my second year. I started last year, and, uh, but, but I've been planning this for geez, over eight years, I'd say. Okay. Um, but I started buying the stuff for it about four years ago. 
How many uh, dollars worth of stuff would you say you've bought to make a house this well decorated? Um, I'm honestly not sure. I've never kept track of it. Just because I've been buying little pieces throughout the whole year over the last four years, so I really don't know. Um, <laughs> it's probably in the thousands, though. Yeah, it's probably better that way. It's, you know, <laughs> when people say, you know how much you spend on uh, buying coffee Tim Hortons in a year? I don't want to know. Nope. Exactly. All aboard! All aboard! Like, do you have to manually program every light to every individual song? So it depends. Um, there's two ways you can do things. You can buy pre-made sequences, which is what I used to do. Um, and then you can design your own sequences in software that's called X-Lights. Okay. And I use the software called X-Lights now to program my own. Um, so on average, you, you choose a song that you want, and then it's about eight hours for every one minute of song of programming that's required. Okay. Um, so if you have a, a you know, a, a two-minute song, it's about 16 hours in total to program it. Um, and then there's a lot of tweaking, and there's a lot of, you know, you always look at it outside, like, okay, well, I could do this better, I could fix this, or, or so on. So there's a lot to it. But What got you started doing this in the first place? Because this is a lot of your time to dedicate like a lot. The original thing that got me on it was on. I watched the video on YouTube, and I can't remember the name of the song, but it was by Trans Siberian Orchestra. Right, and it was um, like eight or ten years ago on YouTube, and it was very outdated technology. It used something called Lightorama, and then uh, I'm not sure about six or seven years ago. I think it was these pixel lights came out that allowed you to have more control over it, and I saw those, and of course I wanted to get those. So, and then eventually I just. One year, like, that's it. I'm doing it. Is this like a, a Griswold situation where you would just like to stay outside for the season so you find yourself some busy work to get away from the family? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but it is, uh, I wanted to get to his, I think he had 25,000 lights in the movie. So that's what I'm aiming for next year is 25,000 lights. So. And how many do you have right now? 18,000 individual channels this year. So. Oh, that's, I mean, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Now, Sean, what's your day job? Why? How do you how do you spend so much time engineering Christmas lights? So I'm a website developer. Okay. Uh, that's my day job. So this is not something I do full time, but um, but I do it all. Like the Christmas lights, I start all year. So as soon as my show comes down this year, I'm already planning next year's music and songs and props and what I want to put on the the, the house and everything. So. Oh, so uh, so even if you're familiar with Sean's house in Fall River from last year, have you added anything new to the show this year? Yeah, so I doubled the lights this year. It was 9,000 lights last year. It's 18,000 this year. The 20-foot tree that you see in the video, that was added this year. Yeah. Um, the four trees in the front of the house, there's a, a bunch of spinners on the door. There's a star on the top of the house. As well as the roof line, I did the whole roof line this year, which I didn't do last year. Normally, we you don't if you have a guest on the radio, you don't like to give out their address and that kind of thing. But this time we do. What mm-hmm. what is your address, Sean? Yeah, so it's three three two Henry Avenue in Fall River. And you have a whole display. That's how many songs? How long does it last? How do you listen to it? Yeah, so it's eighteen minutes long, about eighteen and a half minutes long. Um, there is five songs plus an intro. You have to tune your radio in your car to 87.9 FM. Okay. And you'll be able to listen to it from the vehicle. Are there regularly traffic jams? Uh, So on the weekdays, it's not too bad right now. Um, but on the weekends, like yesterday, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, there's usually about a half kilometer in cars backed up in each direction. Half of a kilometer in each direction. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> do what do the neighbors say? <laughs> 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 
Um, a lot of my neighbors that live around me are close friends, so they don't mind at all. And their houses are really nice too. They're also decorated up well. Okay. So uh, you get a lot of uh, by coming up in our neighborhood, you get a lot of houses up here that are really nicely decorated. So. Mm, I do. We noticed you said a lot of and not all not of. All of. <laughs> Some of them are not quite as festive. Uh, out of curiosity, is it is it um, for for people to see? Is there like a is it by donation or? Uh, so the show is free, and it'll always be free. But there is a, a donation box at the end of my driveway. Um, there's a big metal box in there, and it's for the Lions Christmas Express. So any oh. non-perishable food items or anything that you that people want to donate, they they get donated approximately every two weeks to the Lions Christmas Express. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. I think it's a much easier question to ask you. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, 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 oh. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I knew you'd say that. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. We're Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. I know Ella Fitzgerald is your favorite. Yes! I have said my favorite in the past is, and it's one of them, it's Mavis Staples. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's called Christmas Vacation. Which is also your favorite Christmas movie. Of course. How could it not be everyone? your biggest source of quotes that we play on this show. Correct. (laughs) But I mean, really, if you go for a real classic, I mean, you can't go wrong with rocking around the Christmas tree. It's just too good. It's a great song. It's a banger. And Brenda Lee. Rocking around the Christmas tree and Christmas. Only 13 years old. What? When she recorded. Yes! She's 13! Wow. But they grew up fast then. Yeah! (laughs) What a killer voice! But this is not what we're talking about. We want to know what is the worst Christmas song. I I don't even need to see the list, which I haven't seen. You have this list. Yeah. But I would imagine somewhere in the top three is I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, that. Yeah. Brenda Lee, a delightful child singer. (laughs) This kid, not so much. Nope. And no, it's not on the list. Shut your mouth. Well, we've got the top five, and I can't believe that number five is Mariah Carey. You love this song? Yes, I know it's overplayed. I don't care. It's actually tied with the other number five worst Christmas song ever with Wham. Wham them. Number four. You know it, you hate it. The moon is right. The spirits are. And I love the Beatles. I love Paul McCartney. Love Paul McCartney. This thing is an abomination. This was when they were on the bad drugs, not the good ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> or maybe in, they were off them. That was the problem. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> in third place, the worst Christmas song ever, according to a new survey. This version? Specifically, the Jackson 5 version. Wow. Those whiny little kids. <laughs> Number two is a disappointment is this. This song. Aww. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. 
<laughs> Maybe it's because they haven't heard our guy do it. Tim Hicks? Yeah. The first song he ever learned was Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Yeah. Uh, my daughter Emily will be doing a dance recital to that this week. There you go. It's adorable. <laughs> So what is the number one worst Christmas song ever, I according to a new survey? I even find survey? out. Well, it's not the original. It's because of the remake. We don't mind Eartha Kitt. Santa baby, just slip Great the song. table under the tree. We just hate Madonna. Santa baby, oh. slip the table under the tree for me. Oh. I can't. I, an adult Madonna trying to sound like a child is the worst thing about Christmas. Singing about a song that a child should never sing. Yes! <laughs> Even Eartha Kitt herself said, I used to have a lot of fun with this song. And then Madonna sang it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the worst song is drives me freaking nuts. It's, it's, Feliz Navidad. Oh. You know that? I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, we know it. It's fun. Over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I like that song. <laughs> but it drives me daddy. Does it drive you daddy? No. <laughs> Man, it's for, for a grade five student because of the linguistics. You only need to know 10 words of Spanish. I know that makes it an easy song to sing along to. No, it's got all. It's got the recipe of a classic, Steve. Come on, it makes it freaking annoying, buddy. <laughs> and and have you heard the Casey Musgrave version where it's got a full mariachi band in it? It's great. Uh, no, I haven't because I can't get over the first version. <laughs> yeah, that's how you really feel. <laughs> Just hold on again to Tim Hortons. Can you hang on a sec? Okay. Sure, sure, sure. We don't mind. We have nothing to do. Right. I need uh, two cheese, one, uh, two milk, half sugar, and one with one sugar. <laughs> well, all we have to say to that is, Prospero, año y felicidad. Just annoying to you, right? <laughs> no, it's okay. Foreman's annoying to everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> You're Uh, we were going to be getting our tree just this past weekend. A real tree again, A real eh? tree. Well, that's all we do. That's all we've ever done for a whole relationship. Um, but last year, we had a bit of an issue when he forgot to bring anything to secure the tree to the car. <laughs> Before we left to go get our Christmas tree, I asked Tom, do we need anything to secure the tree to the car or are we good? And he said, no, no, no. We'll be able to fit the tree in the car. We'll like through the trunk. We'll put the seats down. It, it's going to fit perfectly. Don't worry. Inside. Yeah. In, don't see many cars driving down the highway <laughs> with a tree, a tree inside. In Tom had to leave Lily and I there in the parking lot. Uh-huh. He said, oh, there's a Canadian Tire not that far away. Oh, no. I'll run to Canadian Tire. Oh. I'll get rope. You guys stay here. Lily and I got in the car. He started securing the tree to the roof. So he did it by opening the windows and, and wrapping the rope around through the inside of the car. But then that meant that he couldn't open the door to get in the car after it no. was secure. Now you've tied the doors closed? <laughs> tied the doors closed. <laughs> so he had to crawl into the window, six foot two, 190 pounds, <laughs> crawling in the window. 
<laughs> and then as we're driving home, we're like, he was like, I just, I really hope it's secure. Oh, come on. I'm like, what? Oh, come on. What? So then I look up and it looks like the, it looks like the rope's starting to loosen. So I'm holding with both hands all the ropes as taut as I can. Like, it's like holding the tree to our roof with just my sheer strength. And anyway. Why are you on the highway with that anyway? Like he was like, we won't be on the highway for long. But then he was so nervous that he missed his exit. So we were on the highway for double the amount of time. Anyway, we didn't cause any collisions with an airborne tree. We have the most beautiful tree. And we have an excellent lesson that we definitely didn't learn. And I would like to say that we did learn. Because that was all last year. That was us last year. But, uh, but you, we didn't. You didn't well, learn so, from that. So, so this year, I said, okay, remember what happened last year? Let's make sure we've got some rope. Tom's like, we've got some rope. Put some rope in the car. We've got a saw. Put the saw in the car. We've got a blanket to put the tree on because last year it scratched the heck out of the top of my car. Yeah. So we find the most beautiful tree. We ended up going to A&W Christmas, uh, uh, Christmas tree lots. Amazing. It's an Enfield. I've never seen so many beautiful trees. Okay. Oh, and like it was just awesome. And uh, we found a gorgeous, gorgeous, perfect tree. Lily picked it out. It was awesome. Brought it back to the car. They do bailing there. We got it bailed. Perfect. Way easier to put it on a car when it's bailed. And so Tom pulls out the rope, which is this, Foreman. I'll take a picture of this. Do you see this? That's very thin, almost falling apart nylon. Floss. It, it doesn't does look, look like, like rope. <laughs> so he's, he pulls this out. I said, Tom, I thought you brought rope. He's like, I did. I'm like, no, you brought string, Tom. Yes. You brought string. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then he, he's like, he practiced doing a specific kind of knot. Like he went on YouTube on string, to learn. Man. So he did this knot. This is the same stuff he used last year that we had to hold down physically to keep Don't it do from anything you did last no. year. <laughs> so then we start going and we're both like, I, we can't go on the highway with Again. it like this. Again. From Enfield. So then we had to search for hardware stores that were nearby. <laughs> Fortunately, there was a Paysant uh, yeah. about five kilometers away and he got straps. So now we have straps for next year. <laughs> and yet another lesson. That, that we didn't learn. <laughs> wow, they're out. The captains and their crew. It's the start of the lobster season. Yeah, and we're Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5, known for lobster fishing with Lobster Dave. And he's known for always being very prepared. So there is a tobacco. But there no, that's the bath. There's actually a toilet seat that actually fits in and that closes up and everything else. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> in the bucket. That's where we're I at. usually don't have. <laughs> well, well, must be nice. Yeah. All the memories. <laughs> But I say to you, here we are on Dumpy Day now, finally, that uh, that song that we sing traditionally in that tone is probably not the right tone. We got lobster! Dave's lobster! Oh. Perhaps we could strike a more appropriate chord with the fishing community. We were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under a towel. 
And there they saw a rock Shanty version of Rock Lobster. Wow. Oh, Foreman. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now we're both going to choke over on yeah, that. <laughs> uh, Matt, thanks for calling. Even though, I mean, we're a day late for Dumpy Day. It was supposed to be yesterday, but we're, I guess, because of weather, we're finally doing it now. Yeah. So 34, they don't have their setting day yet, but everyone from basically Eastern Passage to the Shelburne County line, they just, uh, they headed out uh, 50 minutes ago. Is there any sort of traditional thing that we should say or do, like, to wish luck upon them? The traditional saying, I'd say, for the most part, is to wish them a safe and prosperous season. That's that's usually the common line that most people use. Yeah, um, but anything, anything along those lines, I'm sure they all appreciate. Of course, and, uh, dumping day is probably the more dangerous day because the boats are fully loaded, which is why they have the weather safety call because they can't go if the winds are high, right? So yeah. we just uh, we just sit back and wait and, and hope that they have a successful day getting their traps out to the water, and then the next six months we uh, we hope that they uh, are all safe and have a good season. You sound like someone who will not be on the water today, Matt. Traditionally, no. I've, I've never really gone out, uh, but my friends and family all fish. My, my father's heading out right now on, uh, on the This Is It out of McGrath's Cove, along with uh, several other friends and family up and down the coastline. So I'm certainly connected right through it, and of course I, I'm with Fish Safe NS, so I, I am connected in more mm. ways than one to the industry. Okay, here's a question for you. I'm glad you brought that up. We have been running messages to wish everyone a safe and prosperous season. But one of the key safety points is to remember to wax your zippers. To keep all crew members safe, make sure everyone wears a PFD at all times. Try on your immersion suits and wax the zippers. Document your onboard training in your wheelhouse safety logbook. Have a safe season from Fish Safe NS. For more safety tips, visit fisherysafety.ca. I have never heard that before. What is... Well, it's the zippers of their immersion suit, the ones that'll keep the person uh, dry and float them in the water if they have to abandon ship. Uh, Some of those suits have a metal zipper and they can corrode. Mm. So we encourage them when they uh, try their suits on before the season or if they buy new ones, most suits will come with a thing of wax. Uh, Even the plastic zippers will come with almost like a Vaseline-type substance. And it just makes it so much easier because you have to put those suits on in 60 seconds or less. Oh. And that's fully done up. And that's not an easy thing to do because they're basically skin tight. Yeah. The more you know. I had no idea. Well, then we wish we wish everyone going out today mm-hmm. a safe and prosperous season with waxed zippers and <laughs> lots of lobster yeah. and smooth waters. There you go. And I'm sure your buddy Lobster Dave is listening. <laughs> well, we don't. We've been trying we've to been get trying. a hold of him. To be, I, I mean, I guess he's a little bit busy. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, he's he's probably quite busy. We've actually done some. Uh, Man overboard drills on his boat throughout the on his boat throughout the year out on the Tancook Island. So he's a big uh, big supporter of safety in the fishery. So you got a good mascot there with Lobster Dave. Lobster Dave does man overboard drills with Fish Safe Nova Scotia and didn't invite us. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll, wow. give, we'll give you a ring next time. Right. Wow. Well, that's okay. I guess mm. we see how it is ever since he didn't get uh, best local character in the coast. Yeah. See, we weren't really all that useful next anymore. Year. Yeah, I bet you he isn't listening. <laughs> and have you already sent us a picture of your sad, dark, unlit house for the holiday season that you would like decorated for free? Then you have entered Light, Lighting Up Christmas! That's the name of it! I'm sorry, I'm still thinking of half, half, happy holidays. It's just, <laughs> that's what I want to say. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> if you had to decorate, that's exactly how you would feel, but you don't have oh. to decorate if you have perpetual services do it for you. And if you've been entering to win, then is your phone ringing right now? Hello? Hello, is this Kirsten? Yes, it is. Kirsten, who says Christmas is the most magical time of the year? Oh my God. You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Well, I don't know. What do you think we're calling about? (laughs) Then we'll tell you if we're services is going to light up my house for Christmas. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) Well, we're gonna cry for you. Okay, this, I mean, Christmas is really magical, especially if you have kiddos, and you said you have four? Yeah. How old are they? Um, Well, the oldest is gonna be 14 on Christmas Eve, and then I. Yeah, and then I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and a just-turned-two-year-old last Monday. Wow. Okay, so that two-year-old and that four-year-old, that is kind of where the magic happens. Oh, yeah. So imagine their eyes when they see your house all lit up. I, I, they, they'll probably. I'm getting them all in the Christmas spirit, so they're they're going to be a bunch of mini me's and watching Hallmark movies and Christmas <laughs> house lit up and yep, amazing. Kirsten, uh, you've sent us a picture of your house. Uh, you've and you wrote us a little message saying that you work in retail. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you can feel drained with the hustle and bustle of the holidays. I'm surprised you can still find it to be a magical time of the year. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, the good thing is is that I sell chocolate, so it's like good retail. So, mm. but yeah, most of my customers are really excited to see to come into my shop, but it's uh yeah, it's definitely draining. Yeah, you can't be mad when you're going to get, you know, 20 pounds of chocolate balls. Exactly. <laughs> That's the first example you thought of, is it? I was just thinking, you know, chocolate-filled balls. Mm. The Lindor truffles. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, quick plug, what shop do you work at? The Lacewood Drive um, Lint Chocolate Shop. Oh my Gosh, well. And I think we have 100 Lindor for $30, lowest price of the season. You always No, 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 it's not shameless at all. It's not, you always have the best deals right around Christmas for that, where you can get, and when you go in, I've been to that store. What is this? I have been to that store. I've made videos in that store, because when you go in, it's literally like feeling like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. It's just, you have these rows and rows of all the different colored balls, and there's just chocolate everything everywhere, things you didn't even know. Existed, mm-hmm. uh, and you know who else can give you that same feeling, Melody? Perpetual, perpetual services. services. 
Yes, yes, sorry, yeah. focus. When, when they, they give you the whole package now, Kirsten, you get the design, the materials, the installation, the maintenance, and removal of your lights this season. This is amazing. You don't have to do a damn thing. Uh, it's really funny because my husband was like trying to be all uh, like festive yesterday and he built his own little Christmas tree out of lights and he's like, this does not look like a Christmas tree, but it's free. So <laughs> Built his own tree. <laughs> looks more like yep. a pile. The same out of pile like golf took it things of. and hockey tape and yeah, oh. it's really it's cute. Where are you gonna put a tree that big, Griswold? <laughs> <laughs> my oh my, Kirsten. Well, it sounds like we couldn't have swooped in at a better no. time to prevent any more homemade things from happening. I promise perpetual services will not be using hockey tape in any one of their decorations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't wait to come out and uh, see your house being decorated because uh, we get to be there too. We'll do the big unveiling soon enough and then we can all enjoy the season together. Amazing. I'm the most excited person in the world today. We can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. Will Smith has a movie coming out. It's called Emancipation, and he understands if you're not ready to see him in a movie yet following the infamous Oscars slap. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Of course, how yep. can we forget? How can we forget? But as much as he understands it, he hates how it might affect the other people who have worked on the movie. These top artists in the world have done some of the best work of their career. Yeah. And the idea that they might be denied because of me is like, oh. Yeah, and as much as he doesn't excuse his actions, he says there is a lesson we can all take from this. You just never know what somebody's going through. And uh, not that that, you know, justifies my behavior yeah, at all. No, I would just say, you know, you're asking, what did I learn? And it's that um, we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, it's like I took my heart and made it hard for other people. You know, right. and it's like I understood the idea where they say hurt people hurt people. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, I absolutely agree. It is important to practice empathy. It is also important to learn how to cope with your own crap in a way that does not involve taking it out on other people, especially in a way that causes physical harm. Yeah. It's one of the many things you learn in kindergarten, yeah. along with saying sorry after you hurt someone and that you should always wash your hands before you eat. And that you shouldn't always have to be on guard for whatever someone else is going through. They might slap me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. First lesson in kindergarten. <laughs> Just talking about the the horror, the child trauma oh. that you shouldn't be putting the kids through because you carry it with you on going to get your Christmas tree. Christmas through the lens of Foreman's eyes. Although we have heard from people who have somehow, despite all odds, found joy in getting the Christmas tree. Like Amanda, who says all my dreams came true this past weekend at the Christmas tree farm. A phrase no one has ever said before. Uh, when my best friend asked me to marry him. Oh my god! Uh, congratulations! 
congratulations. And now that's going to be a tradition for them. If they ever end up starting a family, their family's going to go. And it's always going to be this special thing. Remember when we did this? Remember when we, ah, oh, yes. I love it. That's the only way to save that as a nice, happy tradition is to oh make such a big deal out of it. Is That's our proposal spot. Are there any traditions that you actually <laughs> like? Because, again, we talked about this in the fall with apple picking and you're anti-apple picking. Oh, yeah, it sucks. You're anti-everything. Like, is there anything that you actually like? There are things. <laughs> you just got to think about them. Just don't have time just, for them don't, today. Don't put me on the spot, Melody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who's this? Good morning, my favorite Scrooge in the morning. It's your favorite elf from Bridgewater, Jake. Good morning, Jake. Jake is on. Jake is on. Jake is on. Jake is on. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, <laughs> Just to make Foreman feel even better about this Christmas spirit, when I was a kid, I didn't get to go out and pick the Christmas tree and whatnot. I got to do something even better. What? Like my, anything. My, <laughs> Literally anything. My dad was always in the Christmas tree bit, like, industry. So he had the log truck that would load hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, well, probably thousands, oh. of Christmas trees every year on the back. And he would take them to wherever they had to go. And then they got shipped to the state. So I got to help with that. Child labor <laughs> with heavy machinery. <laughs> <laughs> What's more joyful than that? Well, I didn't ha luckily I didn't have to do a lot of it. I actually volunteered my time sometimes and went and helped drag them out. Oh, dragging trees. Like a good child. Across the forest you, floor, even happier memories. God. You drag you would drag them out of the Christmas tree lot where they would be bailed and then my dad would pick them up with the log loader and load them on the back of the truck. Ah, so he hogged the fun job. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, that's what he's paid the big bucks for. <laughs> and you dragged them for free. But the point is that Jake still loves picking out the tree even after all of that. Merry Christmas, Scrooge! <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not Scrooge. I just know that no child wants to be dragged to the Christmas tree lot to waste a whole Saturday. It's exactly like the movie says. That's why it's so gosh darn popular and relatable. Mark. Yes, honey? Audrey's frozen from the waist down. Uh, that's all part of the experience, honey. They don't want to be there. Well, the dozens and dozens of listeners that have been messaging us disagree with you, like Alan, who said, my wife and I go every year, we buy a Christmas tree at a local lot without the kids because they're at school. But then when they get home, I drag it into the woods behind our house in Lawrencetown, stick it in the ground. And when the kids get home, we go look for a tree and just happen to find the perfect tree right there in the woods. What? <gasps> Alan. That's brilliant. I think you you figured out Christmas. <laughs> you discovered the true meaning of Christmas. Although it only works because he lives in Lawrencetown. I don't think that, that I and Larry Utech or you in, uh, where do you live? You've in? got trees behind your house. <laughs> if I were to just plant this Big, big ol' evergreen in my backyard next to Lily's. Well, it's uh, not that big. 
<laughs> next to her playset, it'd be a little obvious. But. No, you put it off back where there's some other trees or shrubs or weeds or something. Yeah, because you're allowed to cut those down. No, I think that you can you can spend some time with your significant other out of the tree farm. If that's how you like to spend your time, knock yourselves out and have that tree cut and ready. You stick it in the backyard and say, look, kids, a tree. You just take issue with the kids part because you as a child were dragged along and you hated it. That's every kid. No, every kid who's at a tree farm has been dragged there. We we got a picture from AJ with his youngest who's flat on the ground in a snowsuit at the tree farm. And I think that picture should be printed and there should be a bylaw <laughs> that all tree lots have to have that at the entrance as a warning. Warning, this will happen to your child. They will have a meltdown and dry, be flat, dead weight on the ground. Yeah, but that's all part of a tradition. <laughs> Amanda, thank you for, uh, you have texted us a picture of your your happy, smiling family. So I wanted to dissect this a little bit here because it's your, your two boys and it's their father. Yeah. Father in the middle with a Superman uh, hoodie on and a saw. And they all look pretty, well, two out of three look really jacked to be standing there in front of what will become your new Christmas tree. Yeah, we've been doing this, like my the youngest in there, he just turned eight. We've been doing it since he was little. Aww. And every year they are super excited to go and find our perfect Christmas tree. Now he's holding up those rock and roll devil horns, and that's, uh, you know, it all looks fun. Your oldest boy there, though, is shading his eyes from the hot sun even though he's all done up in his winter boots and his winter hat and his gloves and his toque. Betcha that was a fight. <laughs> no, not too bad. No, I'm, so, I'm sure there was no questions at all on why they had to get their full snowsuits on and dad just gets to wear a sweater they, and they a baseball hat. pajama pants and They're wearing it. pajama pants because you didn't want to fight with them to get properly dressed for the day, right? No, because you get to wear your pajama pants to go. What are you... See, how how is, long of a walk was it out to that tree? <laughs> and this is the before picture. No tree has... A cut hasn't even been attempted yet. You haven't had to drag that tree out of the middle of nowhere and bring it home yet. Amanda, no. yeah, don't you also just feel so sad for Foreman? <laughs> don't treat our inbox like it's Instagram. <laughs> I know the whole story, and it's not what you're presenting. Well, uh, that tree there, ironically, we um, there's roads all through, and you can you can walk all through the farm and look. But we drove on the road, and Ollie, my youngest, looked, and he said that tree's perfect. And it was literally a five-foot walk from the road. Smart kid knows that you put him through this tradition, so he's going to get it over with as fast as possible. <laughs> Sometimes the perfect tree is just right there. I mean, Foreman, I, I, it's tragic. <laughs> it is so tragic. <laughs> it's so, The real tragically trending feature should just be hearing about Foreman's life and what made him the man he is today. <laughs> Do you get gifts for your boyfriend's family this Christmas? Well, we don't know the answer. We're Melody and Foreman in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5, but we know who does. Geneva Dickey from the Book of Love Canada. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date and we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in cause it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, my boy.
boyfriend and I have been together for two years, and I will be spending Christmas with his family for the first time. He has two teenage siblings that still live with his parents, and his aunt and his uncle will be there too. I was already planning on getting gifts for his siblings and a small something for his mother. Do I need to get gifts for everyone? <sighs> yes. Yes, you do. You do? You do? Yes, 100% you do. You never want to be that person that receives a gift from the aunt or the uncle and just have nothing to give them. That's the worst yeah. feeling. Well, you always have a backup bottle of wine that someone already gave you <laughs> <laughs> already in the wine gift bag to just give to somebody else. I have these little bags of these um, angels, like these little glass angels, and I have a bag of them next to the door. So if I'm doing something for Christmas, I grab a little angel and I bring it with me and I just give it to the host or whatever and like, go get yourself like a stack, you know, pot of gold or something for the Christmas holidays yeah. and just give that out. So let's, your professional advice is stockpile <laughs> the category of gifts you get for the people you, you don't know. Exactly. If you are yes. not a thoughtful gift giver and you want something to have in your back pocket just in case someone gives you a gift, always have it handy, okay? Some people are saying, heck no, says Alicia. Who can afford to buy for the whole family? Just focus on his parents is all you have to do. I mean, so not I, even the siblings. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I'm also I'm sort of also of the mind of like, can't you guys go in on something if you're gonna if, if you're required to do that? Mm, right? Good point, yeah. Elizabeth also says, Nope. I get gifts for those I, I am super close with, and then only if I really want to. Interesting, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear a bit more about how that works. Uh, Ashley uh, says no as well. I'm sure many people you visit with this season are stressing too. It's financially hard on almost everybody this year. So we decided on immediate family only. And even with my friends, we decided on presents, not presents. Oh, presents. Like P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. -E. Yes, yes, yes. That's a nice sentiment. Again, I wonder if that works as well as it sounds. I I think you'd have to pre-agree upon that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's 902-425-1035. Krista, you are this you bait you might as well have written this about your it's your husband's big Italian family. Oh, a hundred percent. like every year it's like this. I always ask me, do we have to buy this person a gift? The answer is yes. <sighs> They're like a cousin's uncle's best friend's father, and it's obligation. And if we don't, someone will be offended and not invited to Christmas, or it's a whole big thing. How do you even know who these people are? Oh, I, I don't. <laughs> One of the 700 people that were invited to their wedding. <laughs> right. uh, exactly. Yes, 100%. They were all invited to the wedding out of pure obligation, and we give them gifts every year. For the same reason. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and was it like this even when you were just the girlfriend? Oh, yeah. First year in, that was my initiation. My Christmas budget went from, like, $500 a year to, like, $2,000 a oh, year. Oh, my heavens to Betsy. And you had to yeah. do it all, not him. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's also <laughs> part, of the, part of the point. Well, I mean, we all have to. We, <laughs> I, like, Foreman's acting as Whoa. though that's that's just your dynamic in your household. <laughs> I don't think Foreman has ever purchased a gift. Exactly. Let's be real. <laughs> I would be surprised if he even knew every single item that his wife has bought. Right. It's just as much of a surprise for him as it is for yep. whoever's received. Um, yeah. 
I know most of them this year, okay? <laughs> I was part of the discussions on a number of them this year, okay? <laughs> but in this, in now your husband's family, though, I just wonder, like, did he just not get anything for his family members, all these demanding, potentially offended family members before he had a girlfriend? He just didn't get them anything? No, he has a sister who used to <laughs> fill this role. Oh, dear. Well, you, you know what they say. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. We can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melody Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending, and the truth is exactly what Joe Rogan wants from The Rock. And for once in my entire life, and I... First and last time, I swear, I actually agree with Joe Rogan. <laughs> he wants The Rock to admit that he takes steroids. The Rock should come clean right now. Yeah. Make a video yeah. in response to the Liver King video. Yeah. I need to talk to you because The Rock's been lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the... There's it, not a f- chance in hell he's clean. No. Not a chance in hell. As big as The Rock is at 50... Really? I, I just, I hate that I agree, but I agree. I love The Rock. He's on my list. He is on my list. You can smell what he's cooking. Okay. <laughs> but in the same way that I wish that women in Hollywood were honest about the work that they got done or the editing that they do on their photos, I wish men in Hollywood were honest about their steroid use. And listen, The Rock works hard. He always talks about being the hardest worker in the room. But that still doesn't mean that you can naturally be more muscular at 50 than you were at 36 when he was still very muscular, (laughs) when your testosterone has dropped every year since you turned 30 by 1%, and he has admitted to using them when he was in college, but says Mm. he stopped right after, which means that we're to believe that he wasn't taking them when he was in the WWE, where even the Ultimate Warriors said that 85 to 90% of the guys took them. And again, don't get me wrong, you can't just take steroids and look like The Rock. No. You still gotta work incredibly hard, which he does. He probably sits around 10% body fat when he's shredded like he is in my fantasies. <laughs> and that takes insane dedication. But I just wish that we held men to the same standards we hold women in Hollywood to. Women who are often criticized and picked apart for the work that they have or have not had done. And here we are contracting mere mortals to literally portray mighty gods and comic book creations, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> and expecting them to do it in 10 months or less. They're definitely getting some help. Will anyone ever admit it? I don't know. It'd take a big man to do that. Oh, how big? <laughs> Unnaturally big? <laughs> The weird gift you've been given, birthday, Christmas, whatever. We're Melody Informant in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. My uh, birthday that just happened, Yeah. Tom decided to give me a gift for the very first time in 11 years. We don't usually do gifts. We usually do like gestures. And he came home with a set of his and hers mugs <laughs> that cost $100. Yay. And I... I don't know why. No. It was weird. I mean, thank you. But but weird. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> How about you, Pia? Your your brother got a similar kind of gift. Yep. He was nine and our neighbors decided it was a great um a great gift choice for him to give him a homemade cassette tape, including commercials, of bagpipe music. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just what every nine-year-old boy wants. Right? They did their own bagpiping? Yep. Did they do their own commercials, too? No, it was like, they must have recorded it off of the radio or something. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, Where you found bagpipe music on the radio, but... Did he just in casually, at some point, do you think, mention, I like bagpipe music? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, I was a Highland dancer, so it would mm. make sense if it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, Pia. Cindy, your husband gave you a weird gift one year? Well, he, he gave me three pairs of panties. They were kind of like songs, which I never wore. Oh, but maybe he was trying to suggest, hey, sweetie, you'd look great in these. Maybe. Again, a gift for him, not a gift for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And I said, what possessed you to get, like, size small? And he says, well, the girl at the store said, what size is she? And I said, same size as you. And I was like, well, obviously there's something wrong with your eyes. At that (sighs) point, I was 30 pounds heavier than I am now. So I'm like, no. Can't see the line, can you, Russ? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. And the perfume reminded him of his ex-girlfriend. <gasps> and so he perf- really liked it. His okay. ex-girlfriend's perfume? Yeah. Um, is this an ex-husband? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, ah, ah. yay. <laughs> Good for you, Cindy. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know, but I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to figure all that out, but you know. Thank you so much, Cindy. Have a good day, guys. You too. Uh, okay, last one for now. Um, Tracy, what weird Christmas gift did you get one year? Um, It's a human eye on a canvas. Like That's a exactly picture of is. a human eye. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the eyeball and the eyelid only. Huh. And who yeah. gave you that as a gift? My father. Maybe it was his way of saying, I'm always watching you. <laughs> I, I think so. And it was a Christmas gift, and he was so excited about it. So I love artwork, I do, but okay. um, that one was is, too much. Like, is he an optometrist? <laughs> Are you an optometrist? No, 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 no one's an optometrist in our family. Um, I think it was on sale, and he thought it was cool. And he just, he knows you like art, so he, and this he, was his yeah. attempt at art. Yes, but the, the weird thing was... You'd think if you give someone an eye or a pair of eyes that they would be different ones, left and right, but they were the same one. So, <laughs> like you've got two different canvases of like both left eyes. Yes, exactly. Oh, God, what are you? Are, <laughs> did you put them up in your house? I did not. No. <laughs> when he visits, they, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I did do though is I gave them to a white elephant exchange through my work. Oh. And there was a huge interest in it. We had people trying to bribe other people. And um, my coworker ended up getting it. He said, I'm putting an eye in each of my kids' room so they know I'm watching. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that is the gift that's made for the white elephant game. Because the most popular gifts are the weirdest, most mm-hmm. random things. You get to yeah. unload your weird eye posters, and you got yourself a nice little Cran Royal gift set there, yeah. didn't you? Exactly. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> I actually still, just on the side of like the note of uh, white elephant games, I still have one of my white elephant gifts in our bathroom. It was Donald Trump's face on toilet paper. I have that oh my too. God. Yes. <laughs> it's just there in the guest bathroom. I saved, I didn't use it until the election results were official. Oh, <laughs> I just can't bring myself. It's um, oh. the paper's well. not very high quality, as you might expect, yes. and it's it's scratchy. <laughs> Just not yeah, well. 
favorite Christmas song. For Melody, it's Ella Fitzgerald, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. For me, Mavis Staples, Christmas Vacation. What's it for you? Well, why wouldn't it be Snoopy's Christmas by the Royal Guardsmen? Why would it be? Christmas bells, those Christmas bells Bang up from the land. Why not? It's really good. No, you're going to have to do a lot more convincing to me, especially on that song, than that. Oh. I've tried to block it out, but now that you brought it up, I don't know if there's a Christmas song I hate more. Oh, stop. You can't be serious. I couldn't be more serious. Everybody loves Snoopy. No, they don't. It's Snoopy. That's the only response we have. I don't know. It's 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 not grippy, groany. Can you hear him? Kind of. It's not grippy and groany. (laughs) It's not. It's upbeat. It's inspirational. It's positive. There's a good message. Right. We've taken this beloved childhood cartoon character in Snoopy the dog and put him in an airplane and made him fight Nazis. Merry Christmas, (laughs) children. Okay, darling. Yeah, I, all right. Yeah, you won that one. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, that didn't take much. No. As soon as you bring up Nazis, the mood kind of goes down, doesn't it? Yeah. It's still great. <laughs> what did he say? He said it's still great. <laughs> well, what's yours? 902-425-1035. Call or text Sarah. Well, um, I work at a daycare. Um, and we have a music teacher that comes in and uh, sings songs, and every music class for the month of December, she plays this one song, and if you have kids, you have to listen to it. Are you ready? Okay. Dominic the Donkey. No! (laughs) Have you heard it? Have I heard it? I have it on hand. It's always here. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La la la. Never mind the casual racism. But that's played in your school every day? Uh, We have music uh, twice a week. And so she plays that song twice a week. Along with others. But like that is a staple in the music class. I can see why kids like doing the donkey sounds. I get it. And we have a Dominic the Donkey uh, puppet and everything. Like, it's great. <laughs> you guys are all in on Dominic the Donkey. Oh, we are. We are. It is amazing. We love it. I can't believe you're still saying it's amazing. We love it, though. I really can't. <laughs> Listen, I'm an ECE. I'm a kids teacher. I love everything. Childlike and Christmas. You have to say that. You're not allowed to say that you don't. No, I really do. I usually, if you were to ask any of my coworkers, I love my kids and I I love doing what I do. So it's a great profession for you. I'm too energetic and bouncy not to be a teacher. You know. <laughs> I, hey, I believe you. You you really have found your calling. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, last one for now. Favorite Christmas song, Jason? Really, really gets the blood going. It's Christmas in Killarney. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the holly green, the ID.
Holly Green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen. It's Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home. Who yeah. are you, my mother-in-law? No, man. Does your Ann Murray CD still work or is it all worn out? Nope, it still works. <laughs> and it's jammed in the car and it will not come out. <laughs> No, what I really enjoy the fact that it's not overplayed like every other Christmas song. When it comes on, it's once in a blue moon. And it... Did you ever wonder, hmm, I wonder, I wonder why it's not overplayed? <laughs> uh, nope, nope, I, I refuse to go that <laughs> what is your What do your loved ones think of your obsession with Christmas and Killarney? Uh, my wife loves when I put it on. Mm. And no, she's not Irish. <laughs> Do you think if I were to call her and ask her that question separate from you, she would have the same answer? I guarantee it she would have the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. Oh, well, bless your hearts. You guys, you guys have a marriage, a match made in heaven. It must be. Oh, it, it sure is. <laughs> But I had to share. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you did for maybe reasons that you don't agree with. <laughs> it's all good. It's all fun. I love listening to you guys in the morning. Thank you. Wondering if your Christmas travel plans have already been changed, canceled, ruined, maimed in some kind of way. Like ours. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 902-425-1035. You're, I mean, you have had problems to try and fly Christmas Day. This is my first time doing it. And I mean, your glowing tale of, of traveling on Christmas Day is what had me like, oh, this shouldn't be so bad. We did it last year. It was awesome. Yeah. So we had a flight booked for 835 in the morning. We were going to get to where we needed to be by about 12 local time. But our flight was moved to 635 Ugh. here, which means we're not even going to get to to Tom's parents' house until after nine, and we have a no. three and a half year old. <laughs> That's awful. It's gonna suck. We our original flight also was gonna try and fly out again on Christmas Day, canceled. <sighs> so we had to switch airlines, and hopefully that one still flies. Oh. So Laura, thank you very much for calling. What what happened with you? You're trying to travel for Christmas. Well, actually, it's not so much about Christmas traveling. It was supposed to be a month or so ago. We were going to England with WestJet and. And we got things saying that they had changed them and we weren't going to be having, we were going to have stopovers and everything else. So I was going to cancel my flight. My mother had a flight and I had a flight. And they told me that I could cancel it, but I would have to pay, even though I had insurance. And then they told me that my mother's flight was already canceled and she never even spoke to them. Oh, what? Like it's all so, on you. Yeah, and it was, we booked through WestJet, but it was a flight hub that we got, we're getting emails from, and they said that you can't do anything until you go through, they have to go through WestJet. So you have to, we have, we're on hold for, I think the first time, six hours, trying to get through to figure out what's going on with our flight. And then you get a hold of WestJet, and then they're like, well, we're not responsible for what, like, third-party sellers do, right? Mm -hmm. And you only found that out just because you happened to call, right? Exactly. I Like, it was... That we would have never known her flight was canceled. So I had to get them to check the recording where the agent told me I was being like reimbursed for it. Oh, good for you. And that's a real yes. thing? I've never heard of that ever working. Yes, it did work. So, because the guy had told me three times, he said, yes, you are being like everything's being refunded, including the insurance. So then I said, well, when I talked to the next person, they said, no, we never do that. I said, okay, well, I want you to check the recording. And then you can let me know. And they checked it and they said, sure enough, you were correct and we'll refund you. Oh, wow. and then that guy got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Not your problem. <laughs> Not as satisfying as having a whole trip that you didn't get to go on, but no. kind of satisfying. <laughs> We're going to try to go next year. We'll see how that goes. Oh, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with your guys' travel plans, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Laura. <laughs> um, Sarah, what, what happened when you have been trying to travel? I had gone on an airplane with Tech Kyle really late at night. She slept the entire flight. Um, she slept the entire ride to my mother's house. And she even slept with me, taking her out of the car and into the bed. An hour later, after placing her into the bed, I could not console her because she woke up and she's like, where the hell am I? Wow. Yep, of course. And she was three at that point, so it was very brutal. So I was the best of luck. We're laughing only because we can imagine it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it sounds like just, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I can, you know, if a three-year-old could articulate themselves a little more, I, you can totally feel that. Like, where am? What did you do with me? When I went to sleep. I was in the sky. Yeah. Now I'm halfway across the country. What kind of drugs are you pumping me with? You're just articulating the point, though, now that even when the flight schedule goes perfectly fine, your trip can still be ruined. <laughs> we are Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5 with what the medical community is hailing as a breakthrough. <gasps> Hallelujah. <laughs> you don't need to find it. I just did it. That's true. <laughs> And to be honest, I don't know if it's that appropriate because oh. it's it's why you feel the way you do. Oh. Thank you. That's great. Okay. Well, you know, answers are better than no answers. It's true. If you wonder why, I mean, I know why a lot of people are just generally sick because of being away from each other for two and a half years. Wearing masks for two and a half years. And not that I'm against masks. I'm not against masks, but, you know, it's part of why. It's a long time, especially for kids for who kids. aren't exposed to just the regular everyday things. And it's a very long time. You know that kids are the ones who are, you know, coming and giving you a hug and then sneezing in your mouth. Uh, they sure are. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> wiping their slobber all over your clothes. <laughs> exactly. and, yeah. Well, a uh, new study has come out that found that cold air weakens your immune response, huh. especially in your nose, which is one of the first sites, you know, if there's a virus or something going around in the air, it's coming in through your nose, which so that's an important part of your body trying to fight it off, right? Well, 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 well. And reducing the temperature inside your nose by just nine degrees Fahrenheit kills nearly half of the billions of the virus and bacteria fighting cells in your nostrils. Interesting, which then brings me to to something that you said last week where you were saying how you don't believe that just being out in the cold can make you sick. And I would say that this now says it can. Yeah, that old thing. You're like, well, you better put on a hat on or you'll get sick just from being outside. It's true. Yeah. Even, even just slightly cooler weather, if it's reducing all your uh, bacteria and virus killing cells in your nose by half. So maybe even more important than the hat is to, you know, wrap a scarf around your face. How about oh, wear a mask. Ah, <gasps> <laughs> oh, damn. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Right. And then you said, so really, being out in the cold can make you sick. But 
when you need to catch the germs to make you sick because your immunity's down. So wouldn't it really be germs? Well, that's true. You know what? You've turned this right around, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we're losing half of the cells in our nose that fight off the bacteria and viruses just because we're in the cold... If you're not exposed to any of those bacteria or viruses, you're still okay, even though you're in the cold. Yes! Yes! Yes, you made my day! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Here's to a lonely, cold life for you, Teresa, outside! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Almost a whole week into the lobster season now, you may be wondering, how is lobster day? We got lobster! Dave's lobster! Because <laughs> we're Melody and Foreman in the morning here on Hot Country 103.5. The phone is ringing, and is is this David? Uh, this is Mr. Baker. David! <laughs> How's it going? Ah, I'm wondering how it's going with you. My goodness, you must have been busy. Uh, yeah, just on a string. Hard to stop. Uh, <laughs> Then production stops. <laughs> yeah, I'm just deep. I'm just steaming here from string to string here. Okay, well, we you you've been out out for a week now of the new season. How's it going so far? It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> average catches or whatever, but the weather has been just iffy. <laughs> Today is pretty nice though. It's so calm. Yes, yes, it is. A few of the days were pretty miserable. No accidents. No, no, other than while Dylan's. Dylan, he's had the flu since the first day, and I started getting it uh, probably a day or so after him, but I haven't been getting it so far as bad as him. Well, that was going to be one of my questions. Do you stay healthy when you're out on the water? But obviously not really. (laughs) Actually, he, on Friday evening, used coughing and stuff so much, he thought maybe it might have been in his lungs or whatever, so... He ended up, uh, excuse me, going into the hospital Friday evening and waiting there all night. And well, I ended up getting the flu shot, so maybe I'm not getting it as bad as he is. <laughs> well, if I could ever get better, I would go get a flu shot for sure. <laughs> and whatever yeah. else they want to give me. Jeez. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> Don't go see her starting to get a cough. She's talking to me. I know. <laughs> you, you better hang up or you're going to catch it from me somehow. <laughs> well, I got a sore throat, a headache, a little bit of a fever, and a cough. Yeah, I've kind of got a little bit of everything, but if you can still walk and talk, well, that's all you can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing a little gravel can't fix. No, no. No, I've had some tooth grab all days already. (laughs) (laughs) Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email melodyinformant at hotcountry1035.ca.